What is it like to be chairman of CSBS? Well, that's been the experience this past year for Charlotte Corley. Her day job is commissioner of the Mississippi Department of Banking and Consumer Finance, but she doubled up this year to guide CSBS in public policy, technology development, and education and training. Want to know more? This is Simply Stated, a podcast from CSBS, the Conference of State Bank Supervisors, and I am Jim Kurtzke. I recently had an opportunity to sit down with Charlotte and chat about her year as chair, what she set out to accomplish, the importance of data in financial regulation, and what it was like to fly more than 56,000 air miles on behalf of CSBS. Oh my. You will hear Charlotte talk about defining state regulators as more than just community bank regulators, how she sees banks and non-banks as one big financial system and not two separate entities, and what her future plans are. But enough of me, let's go to the interview. I am here with uh, Charlotte Corley from Mississippi and uh, more importantly, the uh, uh, chairman of CSBS for the 2018-2019 year that just concluded. Um, We are here on site at the CSBS annual meeting in San Antonio. Charlotte, thanks for uh, sitting down and and having a chat. Absolutely. Excited to do it. So let's start a little bit at, at the beginning. Um, you know, you've been a long, you've worked in the Mississippi Banking Agency for a long time. Um, how, did, how did you get involved? Well, I was raised by a banker, so it goes all the way back to childhood and realized kind of early on that I wanted to be a bank regulator. So I went to college and majored in banking and finance at Mississippi State University came out of college and actually went to work for a bank for a year because the department at the time did not have a trainee position and you had to have a year of experience. So I did that and then joined the department about a year after graduating from college. So I've been in the agency almost 35 years now. My goodness. I know. It's a long time. I served 14 years as a field examiner and then I was promoted to run the banking side of the agency. We are banking and consumer finance, so we have 14 other industries that we regulate besides banks. But I ran the banking division for probably about another 13 or 14 years and became deputy commissioner for really a a kind of a short stint because our commissioner retired early and then I was named by the governor to fill his term and now I'm in my current term, which is my own term. That's great. So um, how, how did you get involved in CSBS? Oh, goodness. I got involved in CSBS early on through the courses that the examiners go through. I actually taught some for CSBS as well in the trust world. I was the trust specialist when I was a field examiner, so I taught that a bit. And then I served on lots and lots of committees at CSBS. One of the stints that I did for quite some time, I was the task force representative on the task force for examiner education at the FFIEC. And at the time, we um, actually flew in for those meetings once a month. So that was quite a commitment, but it was also a great learning experience. Once a month. Wow. Once a month. That That's a commitment. Um, so now you've, you've spent the past year as chair of, of the organization. 
But at the same time, you still had to perform your you know regular role as um, the Mississippi regulator. How do you? Um, what's it like to be both chairman and head of a state regulatory agency? Well, it was almost like having a full time job and a part time job that I thought about full time. So CSBS being the part time job, but it was always on my mind, and I was really really blessed and lucky to have a great staff back home that really stepped up. My deputy commissioner, Rashonda Kelly, did a great job running the agency on a day-to-day basis when I was out of the office a lot. And uh, in in your comments yesterday to the state regulators, you mentioned that you traveled over 50,000 miles uh, uh, in your role as chair. Well, Part of that is because when you... Or air miles. <laughs> yes. When you leave Mississippi, you pretty much have to go through Atlanta to get anywhere. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I would fly to Atlanta and then back across Mississippi to get somewhere. So that's part of the Sky Miles. But it, it was a lot of fun and interesting to travel around the country and meet different people and learn what's important in other parts of the country and learn what we have in common and bring that perspective back to Mississippi that's been particularly helpful for me. You have a couple examples of what you learned? Well, I mean, more so that the state system is, in my opinion, it is the premier regulatory system because Well, really for several reasons, because like I mentioned earlier in my agency, we have 14 different industries that we regulate besides banking. And most of the other banking agencies do too. And those industries aren't all the same. It's been really interesting to see how that system works so well together with the banking and the non-banking piece. And I think that's what makes the opinions of state regulators so important in Washington because in Washington because we have a broader view of the financial system as a whole. And it's actually kind of a unique uh, mandate, you know, where you're accountable for both uh, bank regulation as well as non-bank licensing and supervision. Um, that, that puts you in a, a pretty broad part of financial services, generally speaking. Um, so in your year, you know, what do you think uh, are your big, uh, uh, the things that you remember the most? Uh, what do you think, um, you know, uh, you know, were some accomplishments or ways that CSBS and the state system kind of move forward? One of the things that I really wanted to accomplish for several years before becoming chairman of CSBS, we tended to focus a lot on community banking, which is obviously important in my state and every state. But I also wanted to make sure that we weren't neglecting the other, the the larger banks and then the non-bank industries because it's so important to be seen as a holistic regulator and not just a community bank regulator. I didn't want the other, the federal banking agencies or really anybody else thinking, oh, that's CSBS, they're just community bank regulators because we're so much more. You have some larger banks in your state. I do. We have three banks that are over $10 billion. It's funny that people think of Mississippi as a small state, and we are small in population, but we're the 17th largest banking department in the country. By asset? By assets under supervision. That's impressive. Um, 
So from the, this whole year, um, how do you think uh, um, you, know, you were able to kind of move things forward uh, with like CSBS, whether it's its strategic plan, relationships with Washington um, or other things? To move things forward, well, we did start talking a lot more about more than just community banks. Right. And again, not just like community banks because they are so important to our local economies and to our home states, but the larger banks are important too. So I think that bringing those up in discussions more often has really helped move that along. I think that the non-bank supervision piece was something that I talked a lot about trying to bring the states to, together to be more collaborative, to harmonize our laws and regulations, to more effectively supervise that industry. I think we've moved forward in that aspect as well. So it's the whole Vision 2020 initiative, right? Yes, absolutely. Okay. The um, uh, When you came to Washington uh, and you met with different federal regulators, um, um, any lessons uh, or advice you can give to others um, who, who go to those meetings? Well, I think it's important when we have those meetings. And, and a lot of times those meetings are not just me and the federal banking agencies, but it's the executive committee. We, mm -hmm. we make a point to try to meet with the federal regulators face-to-face -face in a small group setting that's just regulator to regulator and have really good conversations about how we think we can improve the jobs that we're doing. I think it's real important to go into those meetings with an open mind and to be real honest in your conversations. And sometimes you have to bring up some hard points and uncomfortable Discussions, but they're discussions that you really need to have to improve the state of the system. Okay. The um, you know one thing that uh, CSBS does every year is this uh, research conference, uh, and it, and it now involves the Federal Reserve, and actually not just the Federal Reserve. Now it involves the FDIC. Um, how how does the fact that uh, CSBS partners with different federal regulators um, improve? Um, the ability of state regulators to work with federal regulators on other matters. Oh, I just think it's so important to partner with the federal agencies, especially on something as significant, in my opinion, as the Community Bank Research Conference, because, I mean, it puts us on a level playing field with them, which I already think we're on, but sometimes other people view the federal banking agencies different than they do the state agencies. So I think it's important to have really our logo right there with theirs on an event as important as this. This event has been particularly important to me just to have the interest of the students, the case study competition. Those, those, those are the future bankers of America. And I think a lot of them never thought about working at a community bank while they were in college until they participated in this case study event. And that just opened their eyes to what a community bank is and how important it is to this to the system, how important it is to their states. And I think more and more of them are actually going to work for community banks that might not have had they not participated. That's great. We just came from a session where the uh, winners for 2019 were, were just announced. Uh, and, and you had uh, the pleasure of, of being a part of that event. Um, it is something where, uh, you know, what I've noticed is at, that, uh, at those sessions, 
you know, you have uh, leading academics, uh, policy makers uh, talking. And when the students present their findings, it kind of almost changes the tenor of the conversation a little bit. It, it, it brings a, things a little bit more down to earth, uh, I guess, and, and less theoretical uh, because these are kind of kids, you know, coming out of college. Right. It absolutely does. I remember the first year that the student team presented at the Community Bank Research Conference. It was the highlight of the conference. They brought so much energy into the room. I remember that particular team, they had stacks of business cards with people offering them jobs. Just the insight and how they looked at the questions that were asked that year during the conference and their perspective was so amazing to hear it come from a point of view that really didn't have much experience with community banking and to, and to see how they reacted to that was really interesting. And I noticed that at the different breaks uh, after their presentation, uh, I saw a lot of uh, bankers and uh, officials from state uh, regulatory departments coming up to the kids, like giving out business cards of like, call me, you know, if you're looking for a job. They absolutely were. I mean, it was almost a fight to see who could hire those people. So the other thing that comes out of that conference and then the CSBS more broadly is the use of data. So you know, part of that conference, uh, CSBS conducts this annual survey of really the economic condition of community banks. Um, uh, everything from you know, what products and services do they offer to uh, uh, how they manage regulatory costs uh, to what their future business plans are. And it's given some nice trend level data over the years um, uh, to policymakers. You know, like the big headline from last year was uh, for the first time in a while, compliance costs appear to have uh, declined. The, the data that has come out of the research conference has been very valuable. It's been valuable in our conversations with Congress in Washington. I think it's really helped in changing from the one-size-fits-all regulatory scheme that had been going on since the financial crisis and really looking at the institutions in a different way, examining them or regulating them based on their different sizes and the risk they bring to the industry. And we just heard from Governor Quarles uh, this morning uh, talking, uh, describing this as tailored regulation um, of how the, uh, so you've caught the attention of the highest uh, policy, uh, policymakers and regulators uh, uh, with all of this. Absolutely. And really, you do need to tailor the regulation to match the risk. And the community banks, I know there are obviously there were a lot of community bank failures in the financial crisis as well, but those still weren't the failures that were so problematic for the insurance fund. I guess that's one way of putting it, but um, we do need to tailor, tailor that risk. So just moving to the non-bank side of things for a little bit, uh, a lot of progress under Vision 2020. Um, you saw the uh, uh, recommendations of the advisory panel uh, that the board embraced, and now the organizations just focus on implementation. Uh, there you saw uh, SES is getting ready. Uh, the state examination system is getting ready for deployment. Um uh, uh, just a lot of progress there. Uh, how important is uh, all the all these non-bank initiatives to the state regulatory system? 
Oh, gosh, I think they are tremendously important. The non-bank industry, it's really an industry that we own as state regulators. We are the regulator of the non-banks, and we've been doing it for a really long time. As these industries have come on board in states, we've taken the lead. We've examined those. We've protected our consumers. I think it's important now for CSBS and what we do as a board is to stop looking at its non-banks and banks. It's one big financial system. And I think that the way we regulate the system, you're going to have areas that cross over. I think we're doing more where the non-bank exams used to be really just compliance driven. Now we're looking more at the financials in some of those industries. We're examining for BSA, we're examining for IT. So really the examiners on the banking side and the non-bank side are doing a lot of the same type of work. And I think that's one of the things that's increasing the value of our perspective as an organization is that we have data in the banking industry And we're really the only ones that have the data in the non-bank industry. And when you can combine that, it brings value to our opinions. It brings value to really everything that we do as an organization through the commissioners. So we have uh, mortgage call reports, right? We have now a new MSB uh, call report. Um, And through Vision 2020, you know, under your uh, leadership, uh, we're getting ready to launch an accreditation program for MSBs at the state level. Uh, continuing a, um, uh, you launched a, uh, a really massive, uh, comprehensive cybersecurity training program for state examiners. Uh, so just a lot of forward motion, and um, you know, all this is you know just a credit, uh, you know, to your leadership. Um, and the CSBS staff and the and all of the regulators who participate in these uh, policy committees. Yeah, you know, when we look at the information that we're getting out of those call reports, we're using that information to add value to our exams. It adds value to the industry just to be able to look at the industry overall and compare different. <laughs> organizations across the board, just like we do on the banks using the UBPR, so we can compare one money transmitter to another money transmitter using these call reports. And I think that's really important to be able to measure performance within that industry. And it's also important to use that data, which examiners really love. They love data to be able to train them to examine these industries more holistic than just looking at compliance. Right. Right. You know, I I laughed yesterday as I was kind of thinking about some of the things that we might talk about today. And we are CSBS, the Conference of State Bank Supervisors. And we have a brand. I think the brand is so important. Back a long time ago, I've been on the board over many years for a long period of time, and we've looked at rebranding several times, and we never did. But as I thought about it yesterday, we've really become the Conference of State Financial Supervisors. And I was actually even even sketching out a brand how how you would do that, because if we're going to If we're going to be the regulator of all of these industries, 
we kind of need to own that. You know, you know, people look at us and it's like, well, they're the Conference of State Bank Supervisors. We're not a bank. <laughs> Who are they to, to come in and tell us how to run our organizations? So it might be something that it's time to look at again. So uh, kind of circles back to, you know, one of your uh, initial comments in our chat here, which is, that uh, state regulators uh, are more than just community bank regulators. Um, and uh, again, when you look at the breadth of uh, the mandates of, of quite a number of these regulators, uh, it is quite broad and in, in a way it's very unique uh, in the regulatory ecosystem. Um, so uh, we're kind of wrapping up your year. Um, any parting thoughts, any pieces of advice you would give to your successor, uh, Brett Aftal, or? I think Brett, he, he really doesn't need my advice, you know, and that's, that's one of the values of the organization is that we do change leadership from year to year. While we have the consistency of the executive committee and kind of coming up through those chairs and learning your particular job during those years as you move through those chairs. But when you reach the chairman level, you've served in all those positions and you're really ready to take the helm. And you have terrific staff to help you along the way. You have other commissioners, you have the executive committee to talk to when you have questions or just wanna bounce some ideas off of somebody. But the way our system operates, you're really prepared when you take over and it's, it's pretty interesting to watch the different skill sets that come along the way. That's a really that's a really good perspective. Um, so, last question: What is next for you? Well, I'm real excited and interested in our perspective on large bank supervision. I've actually reached out to some other state commissioners to pilot a large bank peer review analysis and see if we can kind of take this to another level. In a lot of states, you have plenty of community banks. You can really learn from all the community banks in the state and best practices that one community bank might have and, and recommend that in other community banks. And we don't have that in the large banks. My state has three. Some states only have one. Um, others have different numbers of large banks. But I think if we can pull our states together and have more conversations between our examiners in charge or central points of contact on a regular basis, it's going to build the confidence of our examiners. It's going to build the value of the state system when we have our own data and analyze our own data and reach our own conclusions on how these large banks are performing and what, what we see as state regulators. That's a great way to end. I mean, I, I know you had mentioned that in your talk uh, the other day, and I think the stats were that there are about 75 uh, banks, uh, state chartered banks that um, uh, exceed 10 billion, some of which go into the hundreds of billions of dollars uh, in assets. And it seems like uh, the trend line's only growing. It uh, is there. growing. We're up to, in fact, the, one of my speeches early on, I think 22 states had banks over $10 billion in assets, and that number's up to 34 now. Wow. Well, that's a great way to end. Uh, sounds like you still have like a lot of work in front of you. Uh, it's been very enjoyable to work with you the past year, and uh, uh, CSBS has been uh, very fortunate to have you uh, leading us the past year, and uh, now we look forward to working with you uh, in your 
your your day job role uh, as well as with CSBS. So thanks for joining us, Charlotte. Thank you, Jim. Well, that was Charlotte Corley. She's quite a leader. I'll be curious to see how her work on large bank supervision will play out as she seeks more coordination among other state regulators. Now, if you want to follow more podcasts from CSBS, we're available on all the major podcasting apps, including Apple Podcasts. Just hit the subscribe button. We're also available on the website, uh, csbs.org. Just click on Newsroom and you can find an easy link to podcasts. I am Jim Kurtzke. See you next time.